Wednesday morning, February 7th, 2023. Ashton Kutcher with the birthday today. He's 45 years old. Comedian Chris Rock is 58. Happy birthday, Mr. Rock. No relation. Actor James Spader from Blacklist, Boston Legal, and The Office. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I don't, but I do know he has a summer home in Marion, and he's 63 years old today. guy named John Deere was born on this date, 1804. He invented the steel plow and then later launched a pretty successful tractor company. Monopoly hit toy stores shelves 88 years ago today. Walt Disney's Pinocchio movie had its world premiere 83 years ago. The greatest basketball player of all time gave baseball a try. 29 years ago, Michael Jordan signed with the Chicago White Sox. And two years ago tonight... The greatest football player of all time, Tom Brady, threw three touchdowns, two of them to Gronk, winning his seventh Super Bowl. Only this time, it wasn't with the Patriots. It was with the Tampa Bay. He's going to see some sun and clouds today and highs up near 40. It is 29 now here at Fun 107. Time. Time to spill the tea on today's celeb gossip and Hollywood buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update. On the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show. Tom Brady not only won't be working the Super Bowl for Fox on February 12th, but he won't be behind a mic next season either. He said yesterday that he said yesterday that he's not beginning his broadcasting career for a little bit. He revealed his plans to take all of 2023 off during a chat with Colin Coward on the Herd, saying he won't begin calling games for Fox until the fall of 24. Brady said he's looking to use the downtime to get good at the gig before officially stepping into the booth full time. It's a daily fight. You know, you wake up every day just like you do. And I have appreciation for so many people that are so committed every day to showing up to put their max effort into their life and their career. And I think for me, I want to be great at what I do. And even, you know, talking even last week with the people at Fox Sports, you know, and, and the leadership there allowing me to start, you know, my Fox opportunity in, in the fall of 2024 is something that's great for me. So take some time to really learn, become great at what I want to do, become great at thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything. You know, even in the future, I want to be great at what I do. And that always takes some time and strategizing and, and learning and growing and evolving. And I have so many people to rely on that can support me in that growth, too. So Brady said, in addition to leaning on others in the broadcasting world, he's also going to be spending 23 catching up on other parts of life that need some time and energy. He's looking for a break from everything for the next 18 months or so. I think he earned that. Uh, he said Monday Fox officials were really cool with all of it, so that's nice. Uh, and by the way, he was also asked if there was even a sliver of a chance that he'd unretire like he did in 2022, and he said no calling certainly the right time to hang up his cleats. So this is the end. And this is another way that, uh, you know, Tom Brady and myself are alike. We're both going to be broadcasters. Oh, my God. Here we go. These are facts. Just saying. Uh, 
Well, do you think you'll buy that sand that he made his announcement on? By I any chance? saw you. That's really funny. I can't believe somebody is trying to sell the sand that he supposedly sat on. It's not even that. There will be somebody who buys that it's, sand. It's going for like millions of dollars. <laughs> Unbelievable. What fool. What fool. <laughs> Would buy that. Michael. <laughs> the Grammys tribute. Over the weekend, New Bedford native Quinn Sullivan got an incredible surprise from legendary Santana. In an unexpected turn of events, Sullivan found himself performing on stage with Santana at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay in Vegas. originally met back in 2017 when Sullivan was part of a documentary called The Torch about Buddy Guy. They were both performing at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, so they got a chance to meet. Totally hit it off. Quinn was telling me I walked into his dressing room and he acted like he knew me for years. Wow. Uh, He handed me one of his guitars to test me out, basically. Uh, I played him some stuff and he was like, okay, yeah, you can come on stage and play with me. So he actually played (laughs) with him back in 2017. Uh, A really nice relationship blossomed. Fast forward to this past weekend in Vegas, Quinn and his dad were there to celebrate his dad's 60th birthday and to watch Santana. They were just going to go to the show. Turns out Santana's team knew he was coming. Uh, He said his assistant texted me and said, hey, Santana wants you to join tonight. Can you make sound check? (laughs) And I was like, that's really casual of him. He was like, yeah, Santana kind of works like that. He's very spur of the moment. He's very like, okay, this feels good right now. Uh, And when it comes to like the songs that they played, um, you know, a lot of them were originals, but one of them was a song that Santana made that day. Like he just that is not surprising to me at all. Like that, that he just seems like a guy who just gets up there and jams. Yeah. So he was like, you know, playing a song at rehearsal, and Quinn, I guess, asked him like, "Hey, man, like, what song was that? I've never heard that song. It's a really good song." And he was like, "Oh, I just made it." It's so, wild, like, nuts. Like, what an awesome friendship to have. Like, he was just telling me he's like he's been the best mentor to me, and like, just. Imagine going to Vegas and then all of a sudden you're performing at the House of Blues in Vegas. like With Carlos Santana. With Carlos Santana. And what a birthday present for his dad to be able to watch his son play with Carlos Santana on his 60th birthday. Well, it's wow. funny because if you follow Quinn on Instagram, he, he posted a couple videos and a couple photos. And I was like, so, was that proud dad taking all those videos? He was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dad was front row center. So Fun fact, his dad, Terry, used to work behind the scenes here at Fun 107. Really? Yep. Doing what? Sales. Very cool. Very cool. And now look at his son. That's awesome. Very cool. You can read the story on fun107.com. The Grammys tribute to the 50th anniversary of hip-hop was missing one special person, I guess, Will Smith. According to Questlove, who produced the iconic 10-minute performance, uh, said that Will Smith was originally slated to be in the award show. I'll let you all know, he was literally 99.44% in... But they started shooting Bad Boys 4 this week, so he couldn't make rehearsals. But he agreed to, he wanted to be, everyone wanted to be a part of history. This is more about people like, yo, why can't I do it? Like, I had to cut so many people off. Quest went on to say that getting Smith involved was kind of a shot in the dark anyway, due to the fact that he is always shooting movies. 
in the end, everything did go according to plan, and it was one of the most talked about moments from music's biggest night. It was, I finally got a chance to see it thanks to TikTok. I was looking all over the internet last night. There was like no official video of the performance. I, I don't know what that was about, but plenty of amazing, amazing performers. I mean, Queen Latifah was probably my favorite part of the entire thing. I mean, she was incredible. DJ Jazzy Jeff, Swizz Beats, uh, Salt and Pepper, Future. I mean, so many amazing. Run DMC. I mean, so many amazing artists. Um, I, I, I don't think Will Smith was needed. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you see Little Baby at the end? Very weird. There was a lot of people online not happy about. Yeah, because it was stupid. I, I didn't see it, so I have no input on this. But. It was like one legend after the other. They were going through the timeline well, yeah, that, of hip-hop. They needed to but cap like, it off on the other side. But it was so blatantly obvious of like, yeah, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. Oh, oh. Was Kendrick a part oh. of it? Yes. Yeah, there, there you go. Kendrick? There's your, I don't, was he? Kendrick Lamar. Right the be- hip-hop performance? I don't right before uh, Little Baby. Because you're going you're gonna to wrap it up with like the current people. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the choice was... Odd, like there was no Drake, there was no no Drake. Uh, there, yeah, there was no. Um, Eminem was. Oh my God, there was no Jay Z. There was no uh, Eminem. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Like there was, I don't know. They were missing a lot of key players there. Well, like you said, though, everybody wanted to be. But you got to make room for Jay Z, Drake. You have right. To. You make Very. Room for Drake. No, I don't think Eminem. Snoop was there. Yeah, he was. He was there. Yeah, I remember no the cam- I remember the camera panning to him. Wow. Yeah, I got to say the one thing that like just irked me a little bit was hip-hop, that term, I don't know if that's a 50-year-old term. I really don't. Like, when, when I was, like, young and would, would listen to this, it was rap. It was called rap music. And then the, the I never heard the word hip-hop until, like, mid to late 90s. So, I don't know, like, 50 years old, eh, maybe. I guess hip-hop is probably the umbrella term for all of it. Yeah, but... Hip-hop at 50? I don't know. I don't know. More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. And Maddie, going to see some sun and clouds today in highs up near 40. It is 29 now. So you guys remember uh, Lauren Patisi used to be on the morning show here at Fun 107, and she ended up moving down to South Carolina where you will not believe... You know where you know how you, we heard that story yesterday. Well, we, you know we, everybody's talking about that story about the balloon, the spy balloon. Mm-hmm. The spy balloon was shot down right above Lauren Patisi's house. Wow! <laughs> Can you believe this? <laughs> Out of anywhere in the United States, wow! This international incident happened right over Lauren Patisi's house. That's pretty wild. Wild. I would be really scared. She wasn't that scared. Like she was on, um, she recorded the whole thing, and I, I, I wish I, I, I didn't want to play because there's too much. Uh, there was some background noise. Words, okay. Because she was a little surprised, I would say. But uh, anyway, so, but she, they, they shot down the things. They're like, oh my god, I think that was a missile. <laughs> and you see the thing coming down and everything, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty wild. Like, that is an international incident that will never be forgotten for as long as we live, will be a part of history. And now part of her family. <laughs> <laughs> Did she get to keep the balloon? No, not that I, I don't think so. No parts of the balloon. Did she get debris. a prize? Did she get anything? No PTSD. parting No parting gifts. Nothing That's pretty like that. wild. 
That's pretty wild. Well, yeah. Did she know, like, how did she know to take pic- like take a video? Did she know that they were like, hey, the coordinates of your yeah. house are going to be where we shoot it down. Be well, prepared. I think that they were tracking the balloon across, you know, the country. And then they said, oh, it's above South Carolina. And then they went out to see if they could see it. They could. And then they saw the missile. <laughs> Can you imagine being an eyewitness to that? <laughs> insane yeah that's pretty nuts to mention you can hear that jet coming from a mile miles away i mean i don't get scared of of much but something like that freaks me out a little bit like what a missile over your home no like well (laughs) yeah but i'm talking about like what was in the like let's pop this balloon directly above my house yeah like out of anywhere in the world like yeah, I know what you're saying. anything could have come out of that balloon yeah and it could have landed right on my house a new strand of it COVID. could have showered down something you know and it's like oh god i think that's why they wanted to wait until it was over the water to do it you know so it wasn't over land and you know who knows right. would have come down on people the other thing is is uh we have stations in montana and you know how we write our articles each day and we put them up on fun107.com? Well, there was a, a morning radio DJ, one of ours, in Montana, who wrote an article that said, what's this big thing up in the sky? <laughs> has, any, has anybody else noticed this weird thing up in the sky? He pretty much broke the no whole story way. wide open for real. That's pretty wild. For real. And it probably just got overlooked because it looks like a weather balloon, you know? Yeah. There's so many of those up there. We just don't realize it because of the height that they're at. Yeah, one thing led to another, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, again, national international news. incident. <laughs> above, you know. Wow. So, like, we've, we're within, like, six degrees of separation from this whole thing. Maddie, this one, had a real good question about, like, what would it see? What would that balloon see mm. if it kind of came over here? Yeah, like, what would, it, if you know the what balloon I mean? was like, traveling over the <laughs> south coast, what, what would it see? It would see Salty the Seahorse. It would see... All the fishing boats in the all harbor. The, all the fishing boats. The Battleship Cove. Battleship, Battleship Cove. Battleship Cove. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, that's a good they one. They'd be like, what's really going on over there? Spy, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like, what's the deal with that warship? <laughs> yeah. What are they defending? Yeah. What Why else would they see? If, if, a, if, a, if a spy balloon is floating over the South Coast, what would they see? Would it be kind of boring? Probably cranberry (laughs) bogs. So that's where they keep all the cranberries. (laughs) Interesting. A frozen shark down there. (laughs) That's good. It's a good question for this morning, though. Yeah. What would? So we'll we'll go to the phones and we'll go to Facebook too. What would the Chinese spy balloon see if it floated over the South Coast? I like that. Call us at five zero eight nine nine four one zero seven one. Send us a DM too. Direct message us. On the Fun 107 app. Taunton. Morning. What would a spy balloon see if it flew over the south coast? That's the question of the morning. You can call us at 508-994-1071 or direct message us like Monica Mendonca. She uh, texted us that St. Anthony's Church in New Bedford. That's a good one. You can see it from anywhere in the city. She's uh, texting us. It's a pretty one. From Little Village Cafe. Um, Let's see here. 4,275 Dunkin' Donut shops, says <laughs> Pam McNulty. Me waiting for AAA in my Jeep right now, says Alyssa Ann. <laughs> Sorry, Alyssa. Hopefully get back on the road in a second. Um, Peter Siesca, me, mooning it. Oh, that's that's hot. Lucy DiMadaris, 
All of my Amazon purchases sent over from China. Oh, <laughs> uh, Brittany Remick, all of the potholes. Yeah, accurate. Looks like the moon. Uh, let's see here. All the shitties, says Crystal Pacheco. Look at all that shitties. And, then, <laughs> and uh, Sarah Aiello said, it would just fly higher and keep on going. Aww. Pass right by us. It is 6.52. <laughs> what would the spy balloon see if it flew over the south coast? Uh, we've got a Chard Oak Tavern news update now with Phil Devitt. New Bedford Public Schools could be in for a leadership change if Superintendent Thomas Anderson lands a new job in Newton. Anderson, who's been superintendent in New Bedford for five years, is a finalist for the superintendent role in the city just outside of Boston. He's scheduled to visit the district about 60 miles north of the south coast next week. A spokesperson for New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell says the mayor learned Anderson was a finalist over the weekend. More details have been revealed in the fatal police involved shooting Sunday in Easton. 56-year-old Marianne Griffiths was pronounced dead at the scene. Police were called to a home by Griffiths' son, who claimed she'd attempted suicide. Police on a welfare check said they found Griffiths holding a weapon, which turned out to be a pump-action BB gun. They say at one point Griffiths threatened to shoot officers and herself. After she allegedly pointed the weapon at police, one officer fired a single shot into the home and Griffiths was found dead inside. The preliminary investigation shows she suffered from long-term mental health issues. Governor Maura Healey opposes legalizing public school teacher strikes in Massachusetts. She told CBS Boston she wants to make sure teachers are fairly compensated, but that it's most important children be in school. Teachers unions reportedly plan to file a bill that would give teachers and public employees in the state the right to strike. Teachers in Woburn were on strike all of last week, and there were four teacher walkouts in the state last year. And AMC Theaters is introducing a new ticket pricing initiative based on seat location. The chain is launching Sightline at AMC. Moviegoers can pay more or less for a ticket depending on where they choose to sit. There will be three different seat pricing options, including the traditional ticket called Standard Sightline, seats in the front row dubbed Value Sightline and Preferred Sightline, which are seats in the middle of the auditorium. It launches on Friday at select AMC locations in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City. The plan is to expand the initiative to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year. In sports, Eastern Conference leaders, the Boston Celtics took down the Detroit Pistons Monday 111-99. A game with the 76ers is set for Wednesday. And the Bruins will continue their break from the rink until they return to action this weekend. Boston slated to host the Washington Capitals Saturday afternoon at TD Garden. The Bruins currently leading the NHL with 83 points. Your traffic and weather coming up from the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. So Seaport Realty is always out to end. Look who's going out again today. Jackson is heading out today. Going to... He's going to be at Sid's Creative Kitchen in Wareham. And he's going to be there from noon to two. So that means at one o'clock, he's going to have a special Seize the Deal opportunity for you. Half price gift cards. So you can check out Sid's Creative Kitchen in Wareham. And make sure you download that Fun 107 app. Because somebody who does and shows up at Sid's is going to win Ed Sheeran tickets guaranteed today. Which is uh, pretty cool. So our question of the day today is, what would a spy balloon see if it flew over the South Coast? And we're getting some pretty good answers here on the Fun 107 app. You can DM us. You can call us. 
You can comment on the on the Facebook post that Manny put up there. Phil Tev says potholes. Mm-hmm. Lots of potholes. That's a good one. Christine Jenny. Karen's. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um, Prince Snow Farm. I think that's a street in at the Bay Club. Uh, Prince Snow Farm takes a, a positive angle on this. Uh, saying amazing sunrises and sunsets, local farms, cityscapes, fishing ports, long stretches of highway, a scattering of beaches with uh, nice sand and cobalt waters, schools and smiles and hope. And cows. And lots of cows, yeah. Uh, Eric says the New Bedford Aquarium, question mark? Still waiting waiting on that one. Not bad. Uh, Neil Tavares. Me and my lady Taylor kissing under the grapevine. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Kim B says a bunch of fingers saying you're number one. (laughs) I like this one from Russell. My drive to work because I didn't win the Powerball. (laughs) Keep trying, Russell. Keep trying. (laughs) It is 7.52 at the Chard Oak Tavern newsroom. Here's Phil Devitt. A New Bedford drug dealer and career criminal has been arrested on multiple narcotics and vehicle charges after allegedly trying to flee from police and hitting a cruiser in the process. Police said organized crime detectives arrested 47-year-old Jose Fernandez after trying to search his Field Street apartment on Friday afternoon. They stopped Fernandez and his car nearby, but police said he allegedly refused to open his car door and tried to flee the scene, striking a police cruiser. The detectives also saw Fernandez allegedly trying to destroy bags of suspected drugs inside the vehicle. A search of the car allegedly turned up three bags of fentanyl and related materials and more than $14,000 in cash. The Easton woman shot and killed by police on Sunday has been identified as 56-year-old Marianne Griffiths. The Bristol County District Attorney's Office said state police are actively investigating the fatal shooting, which took place while Griffiths was apparently holding a pump-action BB gun during a home welfare check. The DA's office said emergency services received a 911 call from Griffiths' son. He claimed his mother told him she injected herself with a dangerous amount of insulin in a suicide attempt. The DA's office said after a short discussion with police Sunday, Griffiths ran downstairs and threatened to shoot officers and herself. After the home was evacuated of other occupants, Griffiths allegedly ran upstairs to the entrance and pointed the weapon at officers outside. One officer fired a single shot before retreating to cover. Griffiths died at the scene. There will be seven days of national mourning following devastating earthquakes in Turkey. That declaration came from Turkey's president. He has said the first earthquake, which measured at a magnitude 7.8 was the largest disaster seen in his nation in more than 80 years. More than 1,600 are dead in Turkey and more than 11,000 are injured from the first quake and another one that was almost as strong. Between Turkey and Syria, more than 2,600 have died. And Tom Brady says he's going to most likely start his broadcasting career with Fox in the fall of next year. Brady revealed the news during Colin Cowherd's show, The Herd. The seven-time Super Bowl winner announced his retirement last week. Brady signed a 10-year deal worth $375 million to become the number one football analyst for the network once he retired. Still no word on whether or not he'll come back to New England to retire as a Patriot. Meanwhile, in Boston sports, the Celtics beat the Detroit Pistons Monday 
Monday night, one eleven to ninety nine, and their next game is home against the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday. Your traffic and weather are next from the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. I gotta tell you, my weakness in La 40 northbound from Kings Highway backed up all the way to 195. It's been like that for the past hour or so as police continue to clear an accident there uh, by the Kings Highway exit. So if you're uh, planning on going on 140 North, just trying to avoid that area if you can. Uh, up on fun107.com this morning, after all the talk about the, the balloon, you know, the, the Chinese spy balloon, it kind of got me thinking about, you know, aerial space and drones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My, my son got a drone for Christmas, and oh. I was like, you know, you have to get, like, license licensed for that, which I didn't know. And you have to register these drones if they're over, I think it's like a half a pound or something like that. How do you, um, how do you regulate that? How do you mean, like... Like, how, I mean... How do the authorities, yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, it's tough, obviously, but... You know, like, if I have a drone, I'm just going to throw it up in the sky, you know? Play with it a little bit. What, is there, like, a drone cop up there? Like, <laughs> it let, works let, like let me radio pull towers. you over? Like, like, it pings off the, the drone, so, like, they know that, you know, this is in the air, and you're, when you register your drone... It'll actually kind of like come up on the screen as I don't know. It's like okay. US dash yeah, five six right. seven nine. But I mean, if you're just in your backyard flying it, you're probably okay unless you live right by the airport. Yeah. yeah. But um, there are a lot of places that you're really just not allowed to fly your drone. Like this might surprise some people, but you're not allowed to fly your drone in parts of downtown New Bedford because huh. the where the historic uh, National Park is, you know, with the, the Whaling National Park, all of that. So the Whaling Museum, none of that. You can fly your drone because you're not allowed to fly your drone in any national park. You know, it's not like Yosemite. I wonder why, though. It's just a building. It's kind of weird. Same with uh, even the National like, Seashore on the like Cape. What, what are you hiding? <laughs> like, that's my. That's like my immediate thing. It's like. Well, what is the government hiding? Like, what are you hiding? Why can't I? Why can't I put my drone over there? They just must look at the national parks as targets. I guess, yeah. So, uh, but the national seashore, the entire national seashore on the Cape, can't fly your drone there. Make sure you add whaling museum to your list, Maddie. Of oh, that's true. That's true. Obviously, no surprise. Like any airport, like you can't can't fly it around the New Bedford Airport. Um, But this is something I never really thought of. Can't fly your drone. Well, let's call it. It's a like, yellow light action uh, <laughs> around St. Luke's Hospital. Mm. Be- I can, uh, because, yeah, that's sketch. That's sketch because of the helipad. Oh, so you can't be in the way. A med flight, you know, coming or going from St. Luke's. Yeah, uh, would imagine be- your drone just getting taken out by the helicopter. <laughs> Dumb question, but there's a helipad over there. Yes, I did, I, I did not know that. Yep. What's the? Did you look into the regulations? There used to be you can only go a certain height mm. into the air. I think it's four hundred feet, feet, which is pretty high. It's very high. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to hit clouds. What are you going to see? Yeah. Nada. So uh, interesting, though. You know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of this is just like, um, what's the word? Like, it's hard to regulate, but you hope people follow it. What's that word I'm looking for here? Honor system? Thank you. The honor system. I feel like a lot of this is the honor system. I think it depends on what you're doing. Like, if you go down to to that part of downtown New Bedford, I was speaking about the historic part, 
and you're flying your your drone there, you're going to get whacked because they, they it's like red alert stuff. They call it quote a critical infrastructure, <laughs> um, any national park, and they say that it could lead for stiff fines and penalties. So they're not messing around with that. What are the penalties? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Probably lose your privilege. <laughs> we're going to break your drone <laughs> over a rock. We're going to make you watch too. <laughs> it is eight twenty eight. From the Chard Oak Tavern newsroom, here's Phil Devitt. New Bedford Public Schools could be in for a leadership change if Superintendent Thomas Anderson lands a new job in Newton. Anderson, who's been superintendent in New Bedford for five years, is a finalist for the superintendent role in the city just outside of Boston. He's scheduled to visit the district about 60 miles north of the south coast next week. A spokesperson for New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell says the mayor learned Anderson was a finalist over the weekend. More details have been revealed in the fatal police-involved shooting Sunday in Easton. 56-year-old Marianne Griffiths was pronounced dead at the scene. Police were called to a home by Griffiths' son, who claimed she'd attempted suicide. Police on a welfare check said they found Griffiths holding a weapon, which turned out to be a pump-action BB gun. They say at one point Griffiths threatened to shoot officers and herself. After she allegedly pointed the weapon at police, one officer fired a single shot into the home and Griffiths was found dead inside. The preliminary investigation shows she suffered from long-term mental health issues. Governor Maura Healey opposes legalizing public school teacher strikes in Massachusetts. She told CBS Boston she wants to make sure teachers are fairly compensated, but that it's most important children be in school. Teachers unions reportedly plan to file a bill that would give teachers and public employees in the state the right to strike. Teachers in Woburn were on strike all of last week, and there were four teacher walkouts in the state last year. And AMC Theaters is introducing a new ticket pricing initiative based on seat location. The chain is launching Sightline at AMC. Moviegoers can pay more or less for a ticket depending on where they choose to sit. There will be three different seat pricing options, including the traditional ticket called Standard Sightline, seats in the front row dubbed Value Sightline and Preferred Sightline, which are seats in the middle of the auditorium. It launches on Friday at select AMC locations in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City. The plan is to expand the initiative to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year. In sports, Eastern Conference leaders, the Boston Celtics took down the Detroit Pistons Monday 111-99. A game with the 76ers is set for Wednesday. And the Bruins will continue their break from the rink until they return to action this weekend. Boston slated to host the Washington Capitals Saturday afternoon at TD Garden. The Bruins currently leading the NHL with 83 points. Your traffic and weather coming up from the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. So you look at Michael and Maddie and there has been uh, a new eating establishment launched in Mattapoiset. And I'm here to say, I don't think there has ever been in the history of Mattapoiset. This dates back to when the native people were there. Uh, when you that, that's a native word for um, a place of resting. Oh, wow. That's cool. I like that. So I'm talking deep. Like, look back in the deep annals of Mattapoiset, and I don't think there has ever been a Mexican eating facility. That's right. That has now changed as of yesterday. And, Gazelle, you went and you were put on assignment here for this. And where was this place? So 
You're familiar with Mahomes Lumber? Mahoney's. Mahoney's. Yes. <laughs> not, 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 not Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. No. Okay. We don't say that word. <laughs> My bad. We don't say that word, especially this week. So there's a there's a taco food truck over there. There's a taco truck called What the Taco. <laughs> what the taco? I love it. Is it that good? It's catchy, right? It makes you think. And uh, is F- Fairhaven uh, a woman? She, she runs it. Megan St. John. She's a 35-year-old entrepreneur looking to sell tacos in Mexican cuisine. And you know what? I will tell you right here, right now, not only was I the first customer, I, I like that. What, of all time? Of all time. Wow. So maybe your dollar will be, a, you know, how they keep the dollars? So. That'd be nice. Um, mm-hmm. The tacos exceeded my expectations. Mm, I love a good taco, man. I really do. I love Mexican food in general. There are two types of tacos. I don't think anybody realizes this. There's ones where you go into a restaurant, like Frontier, for example, and you get the tacos. It's like a proper taco. It's a proper taco. And then you have food truck tacos. And there is a difference, all right? I have an idea in my head of what a food truck taco should look like, smell like, and taste like. And it checked off all the marks when I was handed the box. It was perfect. Very delicious. I was I was very impressed, I got to say. You sent me on an assignment, go eat tacos. <laughs> I ate the tacos. I was very satisfied. So, I mean, the prices are decent. The menu is And by the way, this is good. not a commercial. Like, Gazelle's not, not getting paid for this at all. <laughs> I'm just very... This is just... This is, him. Food, this is foodies coming out as, in our usual habitat yeah. because... When, when we heard there was Mexican food in Manipoise, we were like, what? It turned some heads, yeah. What, what I was happy about, finally, is I could eat something that's like like gluten-free option. Because you can get either a flour tortilla or a corn tortilla. Right. Which, boom, I'm in. I'm good to go. They got uh, taco salads, which, you know, the taco shell. What about taquinos. burritos? No burritos. No burritos. No burritos. Not yet. Maybe that's in the works. Yeah. Because I asked her, I said, what's the next step? And she said, you know, if she ever does evolve and kind of just like. She's going to stick with the, with the Mexican food, of course, but maybe just get like a, an establishment as opposed to a, a truck. Has she ever run a, a restaurant or anything before? First time. First wow. time. Wow. Good for her. Been in the restaurant industry for 16 years. And she was like, okay, it's time. It's time. I don't know if she was buying lumber one day and saw the truck outside. <laughs> that truck's been something before. It's been like a breakfast place yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. The truck's been there for a while. You know, and it's just... Well, I don't know if it's the same truck. I, I haven't been to the Mexican one yet, but it looks they, like the they've same had truck. a truck there yeah, for, yeah, exactly. before. So, hey, I'm, well, good luck to her. Right? And thanks for covering that. We appreciate it. Like, it's like anybody want free, you know, anybody want to check out Mexican? And then it sounds like, oh, yeah, out yeah. the door. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Stonegate Mortgage in Boston in a couple of weeks. She'll definitely be doing that one. Kill Bill. You heard that first here at Fun 107. It's. Michael and Maddie, and it's Tuesday morning, and that means it's time for Tuesday's Child. And Tuesday's Child, as always, brought to you by First Citizens Federal Credit Union. It's a credit union with a heart right there. Let's meet this morning's Tuesday's Child. His name is Grady. Hi, I'm Grady. I'm 13. I'm in middle school, eighth grade. Grady is such a great kid. He's very smart. He loves to learn. He definitely enjoys school and um, being with his friends. He's very funny, very smart. He enjoys uh, drawing and coloring, uh, just all around such a great kid. So you like school, Grady? I like some classes sometimes. 
Like, I, I like certain subjects in history, and I like science. I, I also like, like, art and stuff. I did paper mache the other day. I, I like doing clay art, paper clip skeletons, and then I put them in clay. He's just such a wonderful kid, and I think with the right family, he would flourish even more than he already has. Oh, I heard you're a fan of some 90s movies. I learned about Forrest Gump, like, a couple months ago, and that was a pretty good movie. I, 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 that's my new one, I guess. And I heard you love reading. I read The Outsiders, which I, I, I really like it. That was a good book. I also been reading this book called Silent Scream, like a horror book. It's a good kid, 13 years old. It's Grady, and Grady's looking for a home. And if you think that he might be a good fit for your family, you can read more about Grady up on fun107.com. And again, a big thank you to First Citizens Federal Credit Union, helping us make Tuesday's child happen every week. Just be.